This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standar. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing a behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Oh, thank you, Ed, and thank you, Dr. Medley. Oh, come on, I think. Medley. Professor, Professor Graham Medley. Professor Medley, I see. Anyways, thank you both. Well, good morning once again. I shouldn't say once again. It's, it's been a while. It seems like a whole day and a half since we've done a show. Seems, seems like a week <laughs> since we were on in the morning. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on the Taxi Stand Hour, the mothership edition here on Radio TFI. From the Northern Command Studio, I am John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower, in Queens, New York, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you're all doing well today. Uh, it's a cold, rainy morning here at the Executive Tower. We're beaming at you live today on 50 million watts of power from deep, deep, deep inside the Executive Hair Salon here at Radio TFI. Since when did you and since when did you direct to install a executive hair salon? It's been here for quite a while. You've just never needed it. You ain't never lied there. <laughs> we uh, I I enjoy using a washcloth to wash my hair. Do you now? Well, I do. Some of us have different uh, different uh, follicle needs. Yeah, I suppose you use like foo foo stuff you get from the uh, beauty parlor. Or... <laughs> oh, I'm nodding my head here like you can see me. You can't. See, John can't see me right now because we uh, we're gonna reveal what what I did or did not do to all the hair above my neck. What's that cat I hear in the background? No, 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 no. Now, now we we took a poll. <laughs> I spoke to uh, various people who who saw pictures of what I had, and a decision was made yesterday. Are you ready, John? I'm so ready. John's going to have to describe it to you. Here we go. 
And one. And two. <laughs> oh, my God. Now you will be able to use a washcloth. <laughs> oh, Tell you, need to, you need to put that... Well, he still got his little scruff on the uh, for the facial hair, and he's got the Mister Clean look up top. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, uh, it's kind of liberating, isn't it? It is. Well, this is the second time I've done the I've done this on the head. Well, I did it a couple of months ago. It that one was by accident. Uh, because I took a chunk out with the clippers and then I just uh, zipped it all along. But no, it is very liberating. Yes, I took I took my electric clippers and I zipped the whole top of my head off. Uh, all the hair from my ears up, that's gone. The, uh, the, uh, the, the sagebrush on my face is still there. For how long? I don't know. That could be gone by the oh, end of you the day. Don't, you do not want to go... Uh, you do not want to go total egghead. Oh, I did that two months ago. I did it two months ago. I'm, uh, I, I don't think it would. I mean, it looks like you actually, of course, I'm looking at you at a smaller screen. That is true. At the moment. So from what I can tell you, looks like you used a razor as opposed to a. Uh, let's see. Let's see no. if I can figure this out. No, I, I use clippers, uh, electric clippers with no guard on it. Uh-huh. Just zip, zip, zip. And I use the razor to. To clean up some oh, of the okay. tough spots. Okay, I do see a, I do see a, a there now. Okay. Now that I have the larger picture. Yeah, you're starting to drop out too. Am I really? Yeah, it's okay. Let's. Uh, en- enough about my my follicle follies. The follicle issue here. Yeah. So so, what do you think? It's my tribute to John Shannon. Yeah, but now I can't see you at all. What the hell happened? Uh, we're having a uh, a poor poor network connection. I'm going to change that. But you, he's you having can, an issue. You do the show, and don't worry about this. Let's move on. Okay. Well, let's see here what we got. Well, Ed had, Ed had mentioned he wanted to start us off here with our uh, our friends up in uh, Toronto. Specifically, hey, hey, Bill, how are you? Hang, hang on a second. I got, uh, I got to let John know that that we're. I just lost John. Hang on a second. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm still talking to John. I'm still talking to John. I meant to cut him off. All right, we got a caller on the line. We're going to start with our caller. And uh, go ahead, go ahead, caller. Okay, I, I'm I'm calling from down here in Texas, <laughs> uh, so I just want to let you guys know that uh, down here, talking to somebody about Trump is kind of like trying to teach a pig to sing. <laughs> you know, you're just wasting your time, wasting your time annoying the pig. Basically. Yeah, still there. You, you are. Yeah, hang yeah, on a second. We're, we're having a little technical issue here. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. You remember those technical yeah, issues from the day, don't you, uh, Bill? What's that now? <laughs> I say you remember those technical issues from back in the day, don't you? 
No, dear God, all too well. <laughs> <laughs> Just like being in the old band. Okay. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it was like I was trying to tell Johnny, I said, uh, you know, i got to call and talk to you guys because trying to talk to anybody down here in Texas is like trying to teach a pig to sing. You know, you're just wasting mm-hmm. your time and annoying the pig. So, uh, Bill, Bill um, what, 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 part know, of, what part of Texas are you in? Uh, Wichita Falls. We're in North Texas. Right. Okay. Okay. I've been through there. Yeah. yeah well, it's kind of like flyover land. <laughs> <laughs> I've driven through there. I've driven through there. That's, uh, yeah, well, so... So have I, unfortunately. On a long trip, I I found out what it really means. As a friend of mine, an ex-trucker said, you go through that part of Texas, it's miles and miles of nothing but miles and miles. That's exactly it. We don't talk about uh, how uh, far something is in Texas. It's uh, how long does it take you to get there. (laughs) (laughs) It's the hourage. Uh, Oh, it's about a four-hour drive to Dallas. Oh, 12 to... El Paso, so yeah. So, so your governor yesterday uh, signed an executive order. Am I right on that? This is Ed, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and, and our governor is almost, you know, uh, we, he's a few bricks shy of a full load too. Yeah, it happens in the best but of families. I will, well, I will say he's better than Rick Perry was. You know, so there was an improvement. <laughs> My cat is better than Rick Perry was, and I don't have a cat. I, and I got two dumbasses, and they're smarter than Rick Perry. So, uh, well, yeah, he, he, it's 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 oh, everything isn't so bad. So let's reopen the economy. Let's let everybody get out there and infect the hell out of everybody, and let's go right back to where we were. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. And, Are they even having protests in Minnesota? Yeah. Well, I, I saw where uh, our dumbass in chief is trying to talk about uh, he, he's fighting to open Wisconsin and Minnesota and Iowa and Michigan. It's like, oh, dear Lord. Has, has well, Minnesota's in much better statistics? shape. No. Has anybody bothered to let him know that we have over 37,000 deaths uh, in, in four months? And we had a little over fifty-five thousand in the entire Vietnam War. Bill, you're you're working under the misguided presumption that he cares. This is also true, but what I'm getting at is everybody was so upset about the fifty-five thousand lives we lost in Vietnam over what a ten-year period, right? And nobody seems to be horribly concerned of thirty-seven thousand in a four-month period. Well, what's what's interesting to me is how many people are doing these false equivalencies of well, we you know this many the the flu kills this many every year and HIV kills. You can't compare these; these are two very mm-hmm. different things. The flus That's we have vaccines. Right. The flus we have vaccines for. The flu is not nearly as contagious as this thing. This thing's got legs and it's got a lot in its bag of tricks. I mean, it can get you well, in the unfortunately. Yeah, and unfortunately, this thing is based off the fat molecule, uh, okay. not uh, the other molecules that the flu is based off of. Oh, really? So I... this thing is, it's not really a live virus. Man. So trying to trying to kill this is a little more difficult than the flu and the other things. 
uh, so no, H1N1 and those right. type of viruses. So in other words, and without tr really trying to be flip here, it's kind of like a zombie virus. you got to get right up to it. I, <laughs> chop its head off. <laughs> chop its head off. That's, <laughs> I watch Walking Dead. I'm, I know what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too far from the truth. Yeah, it but, sounds uh, like it. And and then his favorite thing with the hydro the hydroxychlorine. Let's yeah. let's have everybody take malaria medication. Yeah. And the old couple in Arizona that took it and both died from heart attack. Well, they both took it. Well, no, just he died. But they took. Well, that's a, right. Just he died. Right. They took something for cleaning fish tanks or something that has a version <laughs> of that in the ingredients. Now later well, on. Now hold on. Now later on in the hospital, uh, after the husband died, she said, "Well, yeah, but you know, the president said to take this, so this was the there best we go. could do, and we did it. So now she's out a husband and whatever was left of her brain cells. I mean, I don't want to pick on the poor woman, uh, but no. But I mean, the problem is if you're going to be that subservient to this dumbass president." then uh, it's kind of like Jesse said years ago. It's called thinning the herd. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, you know, you can't, you can't legislate stupidity. No, no, you can't. No, you can't. Uh, 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 I, 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 matter of fact, speaking of that, uh, I, I read something the other day. What does, uh, what does stupidity border on? Mexico, Mexico and Canada. Wisconsin? Uh, Mexico and Canada. Oh, that yeah, definitely. I mean, look. I mean, there's no. Look, I, I'm sitting literally in the epicenter here in the U.S. of this. Uh, if you've if you've seen on the news, and I've explained this before on the air, uh, you may have seen Elmhurst Hospital in Queens, New York. Right. Okay, I am literally less than a mile from there. Literally. I spent some time there well, over the summer. Uh, so, well, I mean, we're not doing anything anytime soon. There's no way we're relaxing anything here in New York any, anytime soon. But I'd well, like... And I, go ahead, I could, I could personally wish that uh, your governor was the, the, the czar for this mm, whole thing yeah, right now. I know. Uh, I, I, I would vote for Andrew, Andrew Cuomo in a New York second right now. Yeah, that's a lot of people are feeling that right now. And uh, look, I, I will say this. It's very comforting to know that my governor is, look, he's being firm. He's being factual. Not all the news he has to tell us is good, but we need to hear that. I was even happy well, to hear. Sure. I was even happy to hear from Queen Elizabeth last week. She got on TV for only the fourth time. And her, she's been queen longer than I've been on the planet. <laughs> it's true. All of and, it. And, but she got out there. She spoke for four minutes. She reassured her, 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 her country. <clears throat> she gave them the facts straight up in, the, in her indomitable way. She didn't lie. She didn't, you know, call. Guess what? You can do these things and not call people names. You can pass along information. Without having a temper Amazing. tantrum. It is. It's shocking. The fact that we have a drug addict president. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> a brain-addled president. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I, I really... I, 
I watch the the briefings, if you will, every day. I, I try to, but but I wind up throwing things at the TV. <laughs> well, I as I've ex- I've explained more than once here. Uh, I put it on pause on the DVR and I skip through him and Pence, and until uh, I get that's a good thing. And I will, I will watch. I will skip through the questions at the end until I see his, uh, you know, see that he's pissed off. Then I want to see what that's oh. about. <laughs> so I, when he starts every, frothing every from the mouth, on, right? Yeah, yeah, he's calling people names and whatnot. I'm sorry, John. What'd you, well, what was? Hang what on, Bill. I don't understand in this whole situation is he declared a national emergency but has refused to have the federal government take a bigger role in this. Yeah. He's leaving everything up to the states, but then he comes back and says, well, I'm going to make the decision on when the, the country is going to reopen. That's no, right. sir, you have caused this problem I realized by not acting when they should have. You're right. I realized the other day that it all comes down to one phrase. This is the phrase you just need to repeat to anybody. Uh, anybody can get a test anytime they want. Yeah, exactly. And we have tested less <laughs> than 2% of the population. We're barely at 1% right now. But yeah, it, it, okay. Yeah, I, it, it just it dawned on me. If you have a discussion and, and, you know, folks start throwing out all this silliness, just keep repeating that. Anybody can get tested anytime they want it. Anybody can. Well, of course. And I, now, would, uh, and I think that the the main thing is with the the uh, Bubba Gump administration there in Washington is that <laughs> you don't pay don't, don't pay any attention to what he says. Watch what they do, not right. what they say. It's, it's like, not the same. It's like a magician's act. It's all about distraction. And exactly. And I have come to the conclusion that he is only looking for somebody to blame. Oh, sure. There's a whole list. Of, I, I mean, in three and a half years, has he ever ex- said I was wrong about anything? No, it's kind of like John. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry, oh <dog>. okay. <laughs> but okay. But there's, uh, there's haven't, uh, ta- haven't talked to this guy in. Uh, how many years has it been now, Bill? And, uh, <laughs> and we're going to start early. <laughs> exactly. I want to squeeze one more point point in about him not uh, copping to any anything wrong, him doing anything wrong. But as and I I I won't take credit for this, but I I've read more than a couple people the past few days have said, have you seen him tweet or say one time anything about the victims? Have you seen no, him express not. sympathy or empathy? No, 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 you haven't. And, you know, of course, orangutans don't have empathy. Well, there's that, too. It's something I like to say. I've said before, I'll say it again. President Bush was not my guy. But that was back when I didn't care about politics and all that. I really didn't care. Right. But, but when 9-11 happened, he was my president. I expected him to lead us through. And I think, under the circumstances, he did a fairly good job. I won't disagree. Of getting us through, uh, clearly, clearly one of the roughest moments this nation's ever seen. From the time that Trump got elected, 
this is the moment I have feared. I've said this in the past. It's going oh, to be when when we need him most. I can't. He's not a leader. He is not a leader. No. And I can tell you as a veteran, uh, there is no way I would ever salute this man as my commander in chief. That's, that's very much a personal decision. And, you know, if you were an active member of the military, you know, I understand. I'd have to tell him, I'd have to tell him, you're going to have to throw me in the brig because I can't salute this man. (laughs) Well, that's, (laughs) but then again, you might think of it different as a 20 year old. Well, you do have a point there. And with, you know, the MP standing behind you. Right. Yeah, you kind of come across mm-hmm, a little differently. Yeah, yeah. so you're out now, and you're sitting, you know, in your little bunker or wherever you are right now, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and that's, look, I do not begrudge active members of the military. Like it or not, he is the boss. Like it or yeah. not. And now, the good news, speaking of the military, good news, uh, Captain Crozier from the Teddy Roosevelt is being... Yeah, then that was the biggest mistake. Oh, God. Are you kidding me? But just to finish, he's being reinstated. Basically, I don't know uh, if he's, if, if he's going to go back to the to the Teddy Roosevelt. But I no, mean... No, I'm not 100% sure they can no. send him back once he's been relieved of his command. But that was just... And on top of the, they had one sailor die on that. Over 600 people on that boat have contracted this, and that's over 10%. Uh, there's about yes. 5,000 people assigned to a carrier. And look, yeah. I agree with everything he said. This is not wartime. There's no need for the. It's not like it's not like it's the middle of World War II, and he decided to hightail it and go hide behind an atoll someplace. Absolutely. The, the main problem here was that they said that uh, he wrote letters to, uh, you know, outside the chain of command and whatnot. Well, I don't think he had a choice. The chain of command wasn't listening. Right. Right. He, uh, Bill, you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, I heard something go away there. Might have been John, might have been you. <laughs> it's, it's tough to tell sometimes with our... Uh, our uh, our our technical setup there. There he is. John's back now. John's back. We uh we. By the way, what branch of the military were you in, Bill? I was Navy. Navy. Okay. So yeah, that does hit close to home for you. That's very uh, close yeah. To home. And my father's a retired commander. Uh, so I pretty much grew up around it anyway. Okay. So I kind of. Okay. It, it was incredibly disrespectful what they did to the captain. I, and I think the, the acting nitwit that they had who flew, what was it, 8,000 miles? Uh-huh. 8,000 miles? He's, he's, yeah, he's lucky he got off the ship in one piece. I mean, anyway, look, all, all we, John and I sit here every week. And, uh, look, everybody just needs to vote. We need to get through what's going on right now. But we also have to exactly. focus on November. Uh, a little while ago here on the show, uh, I came out as a Democrat. I had never told anybody how I was registered or how I voted. It was pretty easy to figure out. You didn't have to be Scooby-Doo in the gang. But I, I, never, I, I would never outright say, I was told when I was 18, this is all you. You, you talk about it or don't talk about it. I opted to keep it close to the vest. I have voted on both sides of the aisle. 
over the years. And finally, uh, at the end of February, I just realized, you know what? I could never vote for a Republican again, ever, after all the nonsense no, they pulled. No, I, I, I have I've been the same thing. I grew up lifelong voting Republican, and uh, I have not voted for one since Obama. And I won't. I mean, if this is our best option, uh, then we're in serious trouble. Right. And it just proved, it proved to me that uh, what has done with his level of intelligence has brought the people out that, they, uh, that have the same equivalents. Oh, right. Uh, you know, you, you, you've gone under every rock and stone and brought out people that have never voted before and thought, whoa, well, let's get a businessman in charge. And not realizing that he inherited his money, he right. bankrupted three three times, and you know he's been married what a half dozen times, three and three oh, times. But, but character wasn't an issue in that election at all, was it? Well, two things here you've got to remember: who bankrupts a casino? Yeah, this exactly. Is, this is a place where people are willingly bringing their money to you and saying, "Here, <laughs> here, take it. it to you." They're giving it to you. You've only got to give yep. back. Two to three percent of it, just to keep them coming back. <laughs> it's a legal, it's a legal scam. And the you other thing, exactly, it's a license to print money. That's right. My my one of my favorite things that I ever saw was somebody, uh, not long after the inauguration, somebody put up a picture showing President Obama and Trump there on the stage uh, during the inauguration, and the caption was. Uh, one of these men has five children by three different wives. And of course, <laughs> a lot of Trump's people would go, oh, it's the black dude. No, it yeah, of wasn't. Course. No, no. We uh, Look, Biden's let, let the dog off the leash now. Actually, the dog let itself off the leash. So it's going to be very interesting once things calm down with the virus to see what Obama has to say as we proceed along here. Look, Biden's well, Biden's not our best choice, but you know what? Right now, I'd vote for a ham sandwich. I I won't disagree with you there. I was <laughs> I was personally hoping for Mayor Pete to kind of make it through everything, yeah, but yeah, uh, me too. You know, me too. I was and, uh, and my wife voted voted for Amy Klobuchar in the Super Tuesday election. Oh so, my goodness! You well, know. there you go, John. Yeah, there you go. I'll let John go from here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I would have loved to seen a President Klobuchar, to tell you the truth. Well, as Tommy B and all them used to say, we still call her Busty Amy. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have, I would have loved to too. Uh, Rachel Maddow asked Warren uh, Elizabeth Warren if she would run uh, if, if Biden asked her as vice president. She had a one word answer, and that was yes. And my response is, uh, dear God, no. Anyone but Elizabeth Warren. Well, I agree with you, but probably not for the same reasons. I want to see Elizabeth yeah, well. Warren. Well, hear me out. I want to see Elizabeth okay. Warren stay in the Senate. I want to see the Democrats take, take over the Senate. I want to see her become majority leader. And heaven forbid, uh, 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 Moscow Mitch is still there. Right. I, want to, I want to see him put in his place. Well, he's got an uphill battle. Like, what is it in South Carolina for his uh, reelection right now? He's Kentucky. Uh, Jamie Harrison. Kentucky, that's right. Uh, I've already committed. Once once the virus thing is over, I will be I will be contributing to uh, Jamie Harrison in Kentucky, 
and Amy McGrath in South Carolina because I just got to see Miss Lindsay go. I there ain't no doubt about that. I, I'm I'm sorry. It's uh, I, I've, I've got I've got a friend I, I I grew up with in Virginia who now lives in South Carolina and uh, he says the same things down there. It's it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's and uh, it, it's just you know the the getting back to the the one issue I was trying to make about it the the Vietnam vets uh, mm-hmm. casualty list and stuff is he actually said that we're fighting a war. The problem is we're fighting a war with sticks and stones. That's right. And the enemy has a nuclear bomb. Right. And we're woefully ill-equipped to fight this war. And this enemy is even more sneaky and subversive than the Viet Cong war. Oh, absolutely. And they were pretty sneaky. Yeah, and uh, considerably more dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you have no let clue me, where this one's going to come from. And, I mean, you let, feel let good me for brighten. Let me brighten your What's day that? here just a little bit more. Like I said, let me brighten your day just a little bit more here. <laughs> As ahead, of uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, April 18th, there are 699,766 confirmed cases in the United States and 36,689 deaths. 36,000. according to... And this is in, 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 in four months. That's right. That's right. It's it's deplorable. And when all you have to do is is do what ninety percent of the country wants to do anyway, sit at home and watch the USA Network. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, well, Bill, I I passed this along to you know on the show during the week. Uh, I was to me the best line to come out of this pandemic. I was speaking to one of my brothers on Monday. And he said, well, first off, he spent the last 50 years of his life training for this. You know, he's thrilled yep. to be sitting at home, watching TV. He's got his jug of water. He's happy. <laughs> I, and I said, but, you know, you got to get up and go out and take a walk or something. Just, he said to me, <laughs> he said. Oh, no doubt. He said, no, these walls are not going to stare at themselves. Uh, that is a fact. <laughs> Um, you know, you just got to be careful who you're walking around with out there, well, you know. Well, he's just happy. He's he's happy as a clam right Or at now. least a six week or six uh six feet away, you know. Well, I was I was oh. walking around early on when they first started the social distancing and and I had my cane with me and uh somebody asked me what that was for and I told them that's my social distancing stick. Get the hell away from me. <laughs> <laughs> if you come closer than this cane ex- and my arm extended, you're too damn close. Well, that's actually a valid that's point. That's right. That's actually a valid point. You know. Well, it's my no social, doubt. It's my social equalizer. Well, and the thing that scares me is, you know, that I see so many people out there when I do go out. I'm wearing a mask, uh, but I see people that just seem to don't care. But now I, see, I don't know if that's everywhere, if it's just Texas. It's not everywhere. I can tell you, even though there's an order in place now here in New York City, that if you go out in public, you have to wear a mask, there's still people that are not. Now, I'm not going to lie. Like yesterday, I walked to my supermarket. It's about four blocks away. Uh, okay. And it was a windy day. I thought, eh, maybe I don't need to wear the mask. There's nobody on the streets. I can. But I, I said, no, I don't want to take, you know, 
I don't. This thing is hard. No. Okay, I've been on a respirator. I've been on a ventilator. I don't want to do that. I uh, no. no, 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 no. I know what it's like not to be able to breathe. No, 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 no. I passed Mm-mm. that. Well, and I'm a retired X-ray tech, and oh, well, uh, you, you know go. I've seen way too many people on ventilators uh, taking chest X-rays and things sure. like that. So, I mean, I, I'm familiar with what everything is going on, and. Uh, I would love to have stood shoulder to shoulder if I was still out there working, but uh, I don't want to stick my finger back in the meat grinder. Uh, no. <laughs> Coward. You know. Well, I mean, you know, at, at 63 years old, uh, and being uh, a round body with diabetes, it kind of sets a red alarm off. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You got you got diabetes and, and intention. You get you got diabetes on purpose, so you wouldn't have to uh, go back to work. Oh, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> See, I figured you. I, out. <laughs> well, the only problem was I got it when I was forty years old, so I was prepping for this moment there in you, time. There you go. You've been <laughs> you've been working towards it. Well, I gotta uh-huh. say, I, I gotta say, Bill, I've certainly enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> And it's been a half hour. We got a lot more we want to get to. I, for one, appreciate you calling. I I look forward to hearing from you again. I just just want to leave with one thing. Sure. If if you elect a clown, expect a circus. Expect a circus. That's that's absolutely correct, sir. All right. You guys take care and be safe out there. We look forward to seeing hearing from you again. Be safe, Bill. All right, I'll give it a shot. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye-bye. See you around. Bye-bye. All right, there you go. Very, very, very interesting man, I tell tell you. I I have a long, I have a very long history with him. I started out, um, um, I met him, we went into a, and we didn't know each other going into this. We just basically had a hodgepodge of, individuals thrown together on a team and um we bet we'd been bowling buddies for good lord <laughs> since the uh since the early uh since the early 90s and um yeah he's been uh he's been uh quite the guy quite the friend and I actually um i moved down to um uh, excuse me, Wichita Falls, with him to help him with his with um, his uh, port, uh, portable X-ray uh, business that he opened up, and um, uh, I tell you, he was a dedicated guy, and he, he knew he knew his stuff, and he definitely uh, to this day uh, he's still in tune. Obviously, well, we appreciate him so, uh, taking the time to. To call in, we look forward to, to. We certainly look forward to hearing from him again. Yes, absolutely. Now, oh well, we should have expected. I should have expected him to be calling in because I was just while you were trying to fix something technical. Uh, we were going to our. I was going to start to bring up our uh, story. Uh, our friend um, Jafar, right, who was featured in a um, featured in a news story. Uh, in Toronto, do you see? Did you see the kit that he has for disinfecting and keeping his uh, 
cab as uh, germ-free as he possibly can? I, I didn't get a chance to really delve into the article, uh, but I'm sure it's it's uh, I'm sure it's up to the task. Oh, do you, do you have the do you have that audio from his uh, interview? Oh, I didn't realize there was audio. Otherwise, I would have put it up. I'm. Uh, yeah. Here, allow me to to try this at the very least here. Well, tell See, me where I tell if, me where I can find uh, it, and I'll and I'll put it up. Uh, what is it? Is it on his page? Come. Uh, well, it's on his. Twitter feed. All right, John, Let you're cutting. See if I you're, can. You're cutting out again. I'll look for Hold it. Hold on. I'll look for it. I got it up here. And I want to ask you about your fear. You have a family. Yeah. Um, I have two grandsons. Too. Two grandsons. And every day you're in the front lines here, and you're being called to hospitals. You're being called to take people to, to COVID testing centers. Officer, tell, tell us. I, I've been taking people to groceries. I took nurses to uh, old age uh, homes uh, on Donway, uh, down on Kingston Road, up on the uh, north end of the city. I drove people uh, to Mississauga, where they are building a new emergency hospital across the street from uh, Mississauga General Trillium uh, Medical. Protect yourself. Maybe you can show us what you have to do, especially when you're going towards a hospital. 95 mask. Uh, I use that. I put it on my face and around my ears. So I, I don't want to put it on now. I leave it for. This is the spray I use uh, for the door handles for the seat covers. Our income has dropped by almost 80%. Uh, all those uh, flags on the street are gone. All those airport runs, downtown runs, financial district, people they used to go to restaurants, bars, or they were bartenders coming back home after the hour. In, you know, in terms of, of when people were calling this flu season, for a taxi driver, every season is flu season. They have to keep their cars clean. They have to protect themselves. We're picking up immunocompromised people all the time. And then someone else who might have a cold or the flu, something that seems less serious than this. But if the next person who gets in the car, you know, has just come from chemotherapy, the, these are um, circumstances that, that taxi drivers are, are very well aware of, um, which means that a lot of them are staying home, too. But we've got about 25% of the fleet. Uh, who, who, you know, are aware enough of what to do, they're responsible enough, and they're taking that risk knowing that people need them. And, and for Jaffar especially, he thinks of the people who need him, and, and that's why he's out there. John? Okay. Yeah, did, that was... did you hear any of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got it all in some extra bonus stuff as well. <laughs> There's some things in the background, but... Yeah, well, you know, look, uh, as we all know, Beck Taxi is is just top of the line. And, uh, you know, he, he's he's their top guy. He's just, you know, uh, we're all proud of them and Christine and, and, and all of her people up there in uh, beautiful Canada. <laughs> and and I wish, yes, we, yes, we wish, indeed. We wish them all well. We wish them all well. It's it's tough out there right now it's absolutely tough you know and, and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to blame them in this in this instance 
but you notice if you're on if you're on the streets at all you notice that there's far fewer uber and lyft drivers out there and basically what these they said you did almost almost see this is they're saying this isn't worth it you know this isn't worth uh the chance of getting sick and, and bringing it home to my family and all that so they're just saying to hell with it now mind you a lot of their core business isn't um isn't out there anymore you know the bar crowd and 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 that sort nobody's going to the airport so you uh after a while you just realize that uh, they have realized that this this ain't worth it absolutely so oh 754-800-CHAT 754-800-2428 if you would like to call in and Join the uh, conversation here. Uh, uh, before we go any further, John, let me uh, let, let me uh, retract uh, back to the top of the show with our stock reports. Uh, oh Uber, yes, Uber closed the week at a twenty-eight dollars flat, uh, a bump of eighty-nine cents from last week. Meanwhile, Lyft closed at twenty-nine dollars and seven cents. Down ooh a dollar and twenty six cents from last week, so they're barely hanging on by the uh, uh, skin of their teeth. Uh, SoftBank is is probably about to pull the plug on their uh, investment with Uber, and so it's just a question of time. It's just a question of time. So that will be able to at least say that something good came out of this virus was to get rid of the likes of Uber, Lyft, and and personally airbnb i'm i'm getting a kick out of reading stories people who who have uh invested in or leveraged themselves out they have multiple properties that they're paying mortgages on that they purchase specifically to run airbnb essentially illegal hotels and now they're sitting there with two three eight ten one guy 150 properties that has zero income coming in and he's got no way to pay these tough tough you want to work around the law guess what and by the way the mayor de blasio here uh, is considering using uber and lyft drivers to do deliveries and bring patients to hospitals and whatnot the the tlc is doing that now i get emails every day multiple times a day from the taxi and limousine commission here that they need people to do deliveries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm staying put right where I am, but but there's work out there if you desperately need it. Uh, mm-hmm. So you get a feeling you're not quite that desperate. I am. I am not. I am not. Ed, I'll tell you, if I didn't, if I didn't need to be out here, I wouldn't. And yes, uh, by the way, uh, there is a. It's not going to come online just yet on here in Minnesota where self-employed individuals will be able to file for unemployment. Good. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. So uh, I have to I I have to decide though Ed is it going to be enough? Well, that's you've also got to factor in what it costs you to operate the vehicle. And above all mm-hmm. else, the risk you're taking being out amongst the public. 
Yeah. You've got to consider that. You and I have spoken off mm-hmm. the air about how it's affecting you, and I'm not going to go get involved in that right now. You know, we're not going to discuss that on the air. But uh, so you've got to take that into account. Let's – I. I've got some audio here that I'd like to play. And let's well, start play let, away. Let's start with Oprah's favorite doctors, Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil. Okay? Let's start with Dr. Oz. Well, first we need our mojo back. Let's start with things that are really critical to the nation where we think we might be able to open without getting into a lot of trouble. I tell you, schools are a very appetizing opportunity. Uh, I just saw a nice piece in The Lancet arguing that the opening of schools may only cost us 2 to 3% in terms of total mortality. And, you know, that's any life is a life lost. But to get every child back into a school where they're safely being educated, being fed, uh, and making the most out of their lives with a theoretical risk on the backside, uh, it might be a trade-off some folks would consider. We need to get industry back, supply lines. I mean, things that we can do without putting the nation at risk. Well, the headline there is, it's okay to risk 2 to 3% of our kids, or even our population. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> you know, obviously, he's taking a bunch of heat on that. And, by the way, this was on Fox News. That's his new home, by the way. he's He's become a Fox guy. So, take that for what it's worth. Uh, now, let's go to Oprah's yeah. other other favorite doctor who's not actually a doctor at all dr phil no by the way dr phil at best he was a a a clinical therapist he's never had any kind of medical license in fact on his show the guest that he had had to sign a waiver saying he was only giving them advice not counseling uh you know to cover themselves but he's in no way a Mm -hmm. doctor no way so let's listen to what he had to say and this was on laura ingram's show and you know she's just a bastion of common sense 250 people a year die from poverty and the poverty line is getting such that more and more people are going to fall below that because the economy is crashing around us and they're doing that because people are dying from the coronavirus i get that but look the fact of the matter is we have people dying 45,000 people a year die from automobile accidents 480,000 from cigarettes 360,000 a year from swimming pools but we don't shut the country down for that but yet we're doing it for this and the fallout is going to last for years because people's lives are being destroyed all right dr nitwit let's take this one at a time you can drive safer you don't even have to get into a car okay and that's one accident has nothing to do with the with the next one okay because i'm involved in a car accident today does not mean you will be involved in one tomorrow cigarettes perfectly voluntary activity trust me i know okay it's not contagious. You don't pass it along from one person to the other. Swimming pools. Are you for real? I mean, honestly. And again, he's on Fox. There's your common denominator there, kids and kittens. I was never a Dr. Phil fan. Uh, and this oh, is... I hate, I hate him with a passion. Almost as much as I hate Judge Judy. I hate him oh, with Judge, a passion. Judge Judy's nice. Yeah, okay. So is the fungus between my toes. That sounds like a personal issue, John. It is. So so there you've got Oprah's two favorite doctors, and I wish she would come out and 
say something about these two knuckleheads because it was because of her that they came to national prom prominence now that being said mm -hmm. i understand dr oz is an actual doctor and a cardiologist and blah 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 also remembering he left he left a sponge in my sister-in-law after her uh heart operation so i'm just saying they had to go back in and yes yes he performs heart surgery on my sister-in-law but let, let let's continue on through our little audio romp shall we shall here we, we here we have from the other day uh fearless leader discussing his buddies at the g7 in the g7 today i went through country after country we were there we all get along great angela merkel and uh shinzo abe prime minister of japan and all of them and their their countries have been devastated by this their economies have been devastated by this 184 countries all over the world and we went through one after another and I was angry because it should have been told to us. It should have been told to us early. It should have been told to us a lot sooner. People knew it was happening, and people didn't want to talk about it. I don't know why, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. But people should have. China, or I mean, people. Should, I'm not saying anything. I'm saying people should have told us about this. They should have told the rest of the world too. When I oh, you mean like Peter Navarro? You mean like? the intelligence agencies that you refuse to listen to? You mean all those presidential uh, daily briefings that you will not read? You mean people like that? You, <laughs> you, you. I can't, I can't even come up with a word. I'm, I'm so angry. And all right, now, now here's, here's an old, you know, look, we like to play the new stuff, but we love to play the hits, kind of. Here's a, here's, here's a guy making a comeback and shooting up the charts. Jeff Sessions on with Neil Cavuto. Sign a statement recanting their testimony. All right, so they, 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 if you're jailed. right, if you're right, Senator, then they, they did they did they did hoodwink people, but it appears they, they hoodwinked your old boss, the president, because back in January he had said specifically of the Chinese, the United States greatly appreciates their efforts and their transparency. It will all work out well. I want to thank President Xi. So was President Trump duped? Well, I don't think duped is the word for it. He had no way to study what went on in China. Uh, he uh, apparently took the word well, of what they were he got, telling he, him. He did get a heads up. He did get a heads up, Senator, from Peter Navarro, right? He did get a heads up that this could be a worry. This virus could be a big worry, right? Well, he did get a heads up. Uh, uh, Babylon fool. Now, Sessions was as loyal as anybody could be. I give him points for that. He's as loyal to Trump as nobody. Nobody's ever seen how loyal he could be. Trump dumps him, treats him like dirt, and yet here he is still defending him, despite despite evidence to the contrary. I... I Trump has got to have pictures and negatives. By the way, for you kids out there, negatives are what, how pictures used to be born, photographs used to be born. Uh, but how, how do you sit there and defend this guy and make up excuses for him when he's treated you like... Uh, uh, oh. Now, this is one of my favorite ones coming up. 
This is Dr. Fauci again with uh, Mistress Ingram. And he doesn't let her get away with... I, I love Fauci and that he doesn't take the bait from anybody. Take a listen. Dr. Fauci, on the question of a vaccine, we don't have a vaccine for SARS. I mean, they got close in, in mice. We don't have a vaccine for HIV. Um, and life did go on, right? So the idea that we're definitely going to have a vaccine, yeah. we, did, we didn't really approach much else in the same way as we're pegging going back to normal right. with a vaccine, did we? Well, no, but Laura, th this is different. HIV AIDS is entirely different. We don't have a vaccine for HIV AIDS, but we have spectacularly effective treatment. People who invariably would have died years ago right now are leading essentially normal lives. SARS is a different story. SARS disappeared. We developed a vaccine. We were in the, we were in, in the process of going through the various phases. We showed it was safe. We showed it induced a good response. And then SARS disappeared. And we didn't need to develop a vaccine for SARS. So I think it's, it's a little bit uh, misleading maybe right. to compare uh, what we're going through now with HIV or SARS. They're really different. But we don't know. This could disappear. I mean, SARS did pretty much disappear. This could as well, correct? Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, anything could, Laura, but I have to tell right. you, the degree of efficiency of transmissibility of this is, is really unprecedented in anything that I've seen. It's an extraordinarily efficient virus in transmitting from one person to another. Uh, Those Dr. kind Fauci, of viruses yeah, don't yeah, just I'm, disappear. Okay. Good for you, Tony. You know, he wasn't taking the bait <laughs> with her. Look, this isn't HIV. This isn't SARS. This isn't, this isn't anything but what it is. Okay. Yes, we all want it to magically go away. We all want to wake up one day and, oh, oh, it's over. That would be fantastic. There's nothing anybody on this planet wouldn't want to see more than that. But, look, I, I, I applaud uh, Fauci for going on every place, even Fox, and, and to get yeah. the message out. He's been all over. He could, he'll go. I I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all if it, that we could get him on this show if we tried hard enough. Uh, <laughs> appar apparently, Wait, wouldn't that be a coup? Apparently, his standards are very low, and I think we meet those standards. I think we do. <laughs> so I think you are absolutely right. I mean, God bless him. He's uh, just if he makes it through dealing with Trump through all this. Uh, I got two more chunks of audio i'd like to play before we finish up this hour this okay. next this next one is a little bit serious it's uh it's from a woman in the bronx and she explains her situation and she has a very valid point and please take a listen to it there's a little background noise that was part of the video we did what we could to elim eliminate it but it's worth listening to today i lost my sister to the coronavirus but let me tell you how it happened. My sister went to New York Presbyterian Hospital in Manhattan. First, they told her she had bronchitis and not the coronavirus. She went back again. Then they told her she had pneumonia and not the coronavirus. They still didn't test. Then they told her she had the flu and not the coronavirus. It wasn't until 
she was put on a ventilator and unconscious that they decided to test her and she died. Why do the rich, the famous, the ball players, the rappers, why do they all have access to the test for the coronavirus? And us people who are working and who aren't rich and who aren't famous, why don't we have access to the test? Call it what it is. We mean nothing. The color of my skin means nothing. The only thing that means something during this pandemic is money. The reason why we're dying in New York is because they are not doing what they're saying on TV. They are lying to everybody. They are lying to this country. They are lying to the world. They are not doing enough for this pandemic. It's like they want it to spread. How the hell I call New York City health and hospitals and the only response I got from them was we are not testing for the coronavirus when you have people dying. That's a sad story. Yes, it is. And uh, it, and she's it, absolutely right. Celebrities are getting the testing. Uh, ball players are getting the testing. You know, but every every uh, common every common Joe, uh, no, no. Was it that Bill said two percent of the population in Texas? It, it it no. He was he was speaking about the country, and actually, it's one percent. One percent. Now something something that Fauci said last night in an interview or during the the briefing he said keep in mind just because you get tested today and show negative doesn't mean you won't be positive tomorrow. Yeah. And you've also now there's I don't have the number in front of me 160 some odd people in South Korea who had tested positive and went through the whole thing and and were, you know, got over it have it again they have it again so before we go let me get this one squeeze this one in here this is testing gone wrong but it's funny because um i went back um a while back and got tested and got the results in and it um said states that um that i am positive for covid 19 and um and that it's time to like really take this serious. I mean, all my friends and family that's out there, I need you to take this serious because, um, hold on baby, one second. Um, because it's a serious issue. You did grow. It's a, so. This well, thing says that you've been tested positive for cocaine <laughs> on the 19th, <laughs> not COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a little levity in these, uh, in these difficult times. It's a funny you video. You need it. Yeah. It's a funny video. Uh, it actually happened. You absolutely it, need it. it. It actually happened. Negro, mm. please. That's what she says. Negro. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up for this hour. We come back on the other side there. Uh, like we mentioned early on, uh, state of Texas, uh, the governor was going to announce... Uh, some initial plans for reopening. I have that here in front of me, and we'll cover that when we get to the other side. 
See you in a couple minutes here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. the taxi stand hour the worst talk radio i've ever heard in my life on radio tfi Somebody put me up to this because it's generally not the kind of thing I do. But I basically want to address uh, the idiots out there. And, and you, you know who you are. You're going out. I don't know what you're doing. You're, you're socializing too close. It's, it's not good. You're hurting old people like me. Well, not me. I have nothing to do with you. I'll never see you. But, you know, other, let's say other old people who might be your relatives. Who the hell knows? But it... it the problem is you're passing up a fantastic opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to stay in the house, sit on the couch, and, and watch watch TV. I mean, I, I don't know how you're passing that up. Well, maybe because you're not, you're not that bright, but uh, uh, here it is. Go home, watch TV. That, that's my advice to you. Um, you know, if you've seen my show... Nothing good ever happens going out of the house. You know that. There's just trouble out there. It's not a good place to be. So stay home and, and you know, don't see anyone. Except maybe if there's a plumbing emergency, let the plumber in and then, you know, wipe everything down after he leaves. But, that, but that's it. Okay. Hi, this is Mike King. You want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour? Call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. All right, we're back here on the Taxi Stand Hour, the Mothership Edition, right here on Radio TFI. Again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And... From the executive salon. Executive hair salon. Well, I'm just assuming people knew that it was the hair salon, but I don't think he's in there getting his toenails painted. Oh, I wish it's, I was. Uh, I'd go for a pedicure right now. Boy, oh boy, I tell you. I wouldn't get my toenails painted, <laughs> but boy, oh boy, pedicure would be it would hit the spot right now. <laughs> Anyways, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness again. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. From uh, We've moved, actually, out of the executive hair salon. We're now in the executive massage room on the 87th floor. Oh, that's that girl that I saw walking by in a kimono. Shh. <laughs> you can see it. They can't. Well, hey. 
But you know, it's my job to point out everything I can see. Okie dokie. So you get pedicures too, huh? I love pedicures. Are you kidding me? I haven't had one oh. in a couple of years. I love them. It took... I have... It took my ex a, a year to talk me into getting one. Mm-hmm. And when I finally went, now I'm addicted to it. I'm not addicted. I don't do it near... I, once every couple of years, I should go... As soon as this is all done, I'm finding a place and getting a pedicure. Well, I'll tell you, I was getting them on a regular basis about every three months uh, before oh. uh, this all come into uh, come into play. Good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, part of it is, is and uh, plug your ears if you really don't want to hear this. But no, I don't. Hold uh, on. Whatever it is, I know I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. My toenails aren't very easy to cut. It, it's it's really easy. And it's a lot better than going to your to your uh, doctor to uh uh to have uh them cut your toenails because they don't they're they're not very gentle. So yeah, I, I have it done. You know, I can't it, it, hear like you. Are you said, done? It's a, it's a wonderful are you it's done? a wonderful feeling. Yes, I'm done. I got up, I walked it away, I took my headphones. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It wasn't that bad. It couldn't have been good that Lord, good. Man. It couldn't have been that good, man. Hmm. Look, I have so, perfect I have perfect toes and toenails and I'm a joy I'm a joy to work on for the for the pedicurist in your life. Me not so much, but okay, okay. we'll let that alone now. Yeah, thank you very, very much. So here are uh, Governor Abbott out of Texas. This is his plan for reopening that state, which I heard somewhere that the state of Texas, their economy, if, if Texas was an independent nation, their, uh, their economy would be like fourth or so largest in the uh, in the world if they were on their own yeah it's something like that. california i think is fourth but yeah it's right up there by the way i've mentioned this before texas holds a unique uh, status as far as the national power grid in our nation they're not a part of it no they are not no they are not there's uh east west which are two separate but they're connected and then there's texas which is not connected to the rest of the national but texas has its own power grid it's got nothing to do with us. No, well, they better they better hope nobody slips a little worm into that uh, into that uh, concoction. Hey, hey now, <laughs> they better hope. Anyways, uh, state parks will be the first to open on April twentieth. April twentieth. Does say that the visitors. Yeah. Visitors must uh, wear masks or face coverings. You know what Monday also so now is? You, Ooh, 420. You know what that is, don't you? Uh, Na- National Marijuana Day. No, it's Adolf Hitler's birthday. <laughs> no, really, it is. Well, send I, him a happy... That was my, that was my send buddy. Send him a happy birthday for me. That was my buddy Harry's birthday. And every year I got him something Hitler-related because they shared a birthday. <laughs> 
Two days later, the restriction on elective surgeries is set to be lifted on the 22nd. Oh, God, I need that nose job. <laughs> oh, at, off to Texas. Uh, oh, Abbott did say this does not include uh, abortions. No, why would it? Oh. Oh, what else do we have here? On the 24th, all retail stores can open for go-to business or for go business, I should say, but no in, in-store sh- uh, or indoor shopping will be allowed. If the phase plan works, Abbott will announce on April 27th that he will lift the statewide stay-at-home mandate and allow restaurants, bars, and theaters to open with social distancing in place. You can, in those kind of public places, you cannot enforce social distancing at all times. You can try, but inevitably you're going to walk close to somebody. That's right. I want this I to think work. The whole thing with. I want this to oh. work, and, and the states that are going to do it, I wish them nothing but the greatest success. But I also see that. Two weeks from now, we're going to see a tremendous spike in the numbers, and then we got to mm-hmm. restart. We got to restart everything. Yep, it's restart the clock. That's that's what concerns me. Uh, you know, just because. And by the way, you're going to have a flood of people running to these states that are now "quote unquote" open. mm Hmm. People will find their way, especially if they're on the border. And bearing in mind, folks, many people that carry this are asymptomatic. They don't know they have it. Because I feel fine doesn't mean I am fine. Exactly. And, And look, I want this all to be over. I want to open my eyes and go, oh, that was just a nasty dream. That was a nasty, yeah. nasty dream. But let's go outside and run around and, and do what we got to do. But it's not where we are right now. Having said all this, uh, on Friday, two of the state's largest cities, uh, San Antonio and Dallas, required all the residents to wear face masks uh, in public. Face masks is only going to do so much. Well, as, as Professor Medley, as Professor Medley says at the top of every show, it prevents you from passing it on. Yeah. See, the thing is, you need a hundred percent participation in any kind of mitigation like this. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to be on board with it. These knuckleheads uh, in your state, in Minnesota, in uh, you know Virginia, and where Michigan and all that. First off, why do you need to bring guns to this? That, and that's just a well, side. Well, you saw note. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, no matter where it was. But you're not helping, okay? You're not. We get it. You're upset. You're fried. You want to get out of the house. You want to go gardening. We get it. Everybody gets it. Everybody wants to get back to it. But you just set yourself up for failure. By and nobody con- said you can't go outside. No, okay. Nobody want- has said you. 
look, there's people Go out in your backyard. There's people whose businesses are shot and and may never recover. And keep in mind the small business money that's gone already. Apparently, a lot yeah. of it went to bigger corporations. Uh, the gee, you never would have seen that. Who could have called that? And um, but we all <laughs> under, we all understand how frustrating this is. But getting out there in a crowd of a hundred or so people, and by the way, there weren't thousands at any of these protests or rallies or whatever you want to call them. There was maybe a couple of hundred people. I was going to say, if that, I saw the one in front of the uh, governor's mansion. Excuse me. That's okay, John. Take a minute. Uh, John's having a coughing fit here. Uh, welcome to the By event. the way, that was only cause... It was only caused by the fact that I took a swallow of coffee and it took the wrong path. Damn, we were this close to the Ed Van Esch show. <laughs> we still could be. I mean, all I have to do is hit one button here. And... <laughs> that is true. That is true. But yeah, I, I mean, all of this is... Uh, I personally think it's selfish on your on your part, all you p- people out there running with your signs and making your political statements and people with signs about being uh, pro-life. And what has that got to do with anything right now? We all want to get through this and we all need to get through oh, it, but we, but we all got to suck it up. There are a right fair now. share of, uh, share of Confederate flags in there too. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, my favorite was the one in Michigan, the Confederate flag with the AK 47 on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that just tells me exactly who I'm dealing with here. And Yeah, go run off into the woods. That's my thing. Go run off into the woods. You live in a rural country, county in Minnesota or Michigan or wherever, go run off into the woods. What do you care at this point? Okay? Even if your business does open up, and I'm not wishing anybody to fail right now. I'm really not. You've still got a lot of people that are afraid to come out of the house. You got a lot of people that can't. We're in a big, big mess here right now. And now what do I need? I'm trying to put out a fire in the kitchen. What do I need? I got three kids running up to me saying, oh, we want to go outside and play, even though there's a snowstorm on top of a hailstorm outside. Yeah, let me distract myself from the fire and the building collapsing to uh, tie your shoe. You, 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 you people disgust me. Tapping out. Absolutely. I can't see you. Oh, not that. <laughs> you should be thankful you can't see me. Eh, I got a thing. I got a thing for trolls and ogres. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. I'm covered, man. You got your wish. We're actually wearing the same t-shirt yeah, you know, today, too. Gas. What's that? I said, yours doesn't say got gas. Oh, no, but it smells like ass, so. Well, there you, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, here's a story from CNN about uh, a, a spike in uh, COVID-19 cases in states that are not in uh, lockdown. Uh Specifically, according to this story, specifically in Oklahoma, rural Oklahoma, now all of a sudden uh, is coming up with uh, an increased number of cases. 
It's uh, this is really I've I've heard it described several cases that the as the world being on fire. It, it, it's almost a, a, a very accurate uh, a description because what's happening is is people get a little blase about things. They get you know get a little bit too close to somebody or something along that line, and even though the fire seemed to be under control, a couple people do the wrong things, and well, there you go. We got yep. another flare up. A couple of people walk through the fire carrying five gallon jugs of gasoline. Oh, that's that's pretty much it. By the way, uh, going back to the uh, protests and the rallies in Michigan and Minnesota, uh, we have our uh, opposing opinion correspondent, Brent, here, who has something he'd like to say about the Michigan protest. Dear America, so I just seen on Fox News that everybody's all butthurt because some people went out to protest the stay-at-home order, and I say, good, be butthurt. I think it's about time we ended the stay-at-home bullshit because I'm sick of my wife and I'm sick of my kids and I'm feeling like Jack Torrance in the Overlook Hotel. And it'd be about now that if I had a job, I'd want to get back to it. How am I supposed to politicize a pandemic when I can't even leave the house? Everybody knows this coronavirus is choosing who to get based on who you voted for. I think it was a fantastic idea the way they protested to leave the house and not wear a face mask and stand real close to each other. What's the worst that could happen? You get sick and then you get the the rest of your family sick? I don't think so. This canola virus ain't messing with nobody that's open carrying. And they wanted to gridlock traffic. That was their protest. Not sit in it, but to create it. You know the shit that everybody hates? Traffic? I think their next protest should be to show everybody a whole bunch of YouTube ads or have to listen to somebody talk about the dream they just had last night. That'll show these Democrats. And the the protest was so good that they couldn't even get to the hospitals. You know, all the ambulance drivers and all the medical personnel trying to get to work. I don't think so. Trying to save lives. If I can't go to work, you can't go to work neither. And the quarantine, that's for sick people. And not for healthy people. Healthy people in a quarantine, that's tyranny. Not like the tyranny that Donald J. Trump talked about when he said a president, his power is absolute and total. Not that kind of tyranny, but tyranny nonetheless. I'm not going to be governed by common sense precautions to keep me and everybody safe. So today I'm raising my emotional support beer to all these protesters. They're the kind of people... That would get bit by a zombie, not tell nobody, just sit there sweating, breathing real heavy till your brain started to look real delicious. And as always, fuck the NFL and go Coats. Uh, thank you, Brent. I, I think. <laughs> Our opposing opinion. <laughs> Good old Brent. Oh, do you, you see this picture? I don't know. Uh, it was it was from MSN <laughs> of uh, the downtown Las Vegas area. Uh, you know the original city of lights, if you will. And uh, they got one casino that's all lit up that has the uh, 
has the sign on there that says, you know, has the sign, stay, uh, stay home and stay safe. And the whole rest of the downtown area, which is lit up in that, in that cheesy neon, neon lights that, uh, Las Vegas is famous for, especially downtown Las Vegas, is pitch black. There's not a soul on the streets. Yeah. It is, it is, uh, it's a, it's, it's eerie. You know, you know, after living in Vegas for five years, you know, it's eerie to see a picture like that. I'll have to look for it a little later. I can only imagine how creepy it must be. Yeah, it is. Yeah, one one casino. None of them are open, mind you, but one of them is lit up. That uh, that uh, is trying to send a message to the uh, to the rest of the world, or to at least to the city of Las Vegas itself. So, oh, again, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you would like to uh, join in conversation here it is uh it is definitely this has really been an experience this whole thing i mean john i need you to hold on for a second hold on to the windshield because you know what we're about to have we're gonna have an emergency I stumbled He's like a kid with a new toy. I love that. I stumbled across this yesterday, and I gave up on boxing many, many, many years ago. But tonight, starting at 7 p.m., ESPN is showing all three of the Ali Frazier fights. Oh, really? Oh, really? Starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Check your local listings. Now, back in the day, when I was a kid, I... Uh, I was a boxing fan, loved boxing. I boxed a little. I was horrible at it. Uh, I'd get in the ring. Never mind. I won't even get involved in it. Uh, But the first one of these fights was held at Madison Square Garden. I love telling this story. Ali was staying at a hotel, I guess, about near 50th Street and 8th Avenue. Me and my little buddies, we were, I don't know, 11, 12 at the time. Well, he decided to take the subway, the 8th Avenue line, to the garden. It was two stops away. It left you off right at Madison Square Garden. So we see him go down one side. We go down on the other side of the street. And there's big gates, big fences, wrought iron. You know, it looks like a jail cell. And we're, we're, he's got press with him and his handlers and all that. And we're, hey, hey, champ, hey, champ, hey, champ. And he came over for a second, said hello to us, and then get on the train. And uh, and took it down to the garden for the big fight. I will watch for the first time in I couldn't tell you how many years. I will watch this tonight. I will watch boxing uh, because I gave up on boxing. Uh, the moment I gave up on boxing was Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard. Hagler won that. And why fight. was that? Because Hagler won that fight going away. He won. I think it was 13 of 15 rounds, and they gave it to Leonard anyway. Uh, Leonard was the reigning champ at the time, mm-hmm. and Hagler just uh, beat him senseless. Beat him senseless. 
Sugar Ray's thing at the time, well, Sugar Ray's thing was always protect that pretty face, the moneymaker. And Hagler just whooped up on him, whooped up on him. I, I think, I think, and it's no knock on Leonard. He was a great boxer. He was a great, you know, he was a boxer. By the way, there's a difference. People, people like uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, he was a boxer. Mike Tyson is a fighter. He was an animal, actually, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but they gave it, they gave it to, uh, uh, to Sugar Ray. And look, boxing has never been known as an above board sport. Okay. It's always had its seedy underbelly, mm -hmm. and, but this was so obvious, even to my young mind, I think I was late teens, early twenties. I forget whatever year that was. And that was it for me. I just, I no, I can't anymore. I just can't. Uh, look, if a guy wins fair and square, if they go 15 rounds or whatever it was, 12 rounds, whatever it was, and he pummels this guy for the majority of it, he wins. I mean, he wins. But So, yeah, so Ali Frazier culminating with the thriller in Manila in the Philippines. And, and I can't, I just can't wait. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to boxing tonight. I have not looked forward to boxing in close to 40 years i have mm. not looked forward to a boxing match and i can uh, never trust a sport whether it be boxing whether it be gymnastics or skiing or or anything like that that required a judge yeah and it's an opinion-based thing it's very much an opinion yes. I, I agree with you i agree with you uh like i said i i gave up on boxing because of that because of that, uh, there there was no short of a knockdown or a knockout. Yeah, there there's no definitive way to say who won, who didn't win. It's not like baseball or hockey or football where you score more points. There, I mean, there is a point system, but again, it's very, it's very very, uh, very cloudy, very subjective. What you mm -hmm. think is a clean hit, I may not think is a clean punch. And you, well, know. you know what gets me about boxing, Ed? You know how all the other sports are very careful now about concussions. No. And you and you look at uh, you look at boxing where the where the ultimate goal is to concuss your opponent. Well, Ed, you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong you because know. because you can you can do as many body shots as you like. If your opponent is in any kind of shape, he's going to be able to withstand that for quite a while. It's the head. You're right. You got to knock him out. You have mm -hmm. to knock him out. And, and that's you know. And again, I boxed a very little bit when I was little, and I didn't like. So it you know myself. what it me feels like to you uh, know know what it feels like then to be knocked out, huh? I grew up in an Irish Catholic household. I knew what it was like to be knocked out long before I ever put on boxing gloves. I went to <laughs> I went to Catholic school, man. That that was the best boxing training you could ever. <laughs> I only had one advantage as a child trying to box with my friends, and that was that I was left-handed. Oh, really? I still am left-handed, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This very distinct advantage with that. It, it is. I had a buddy of mine who was left-handed, and we boxed a couple of times. You know, just sparring, really. And it mm -hmm. it was a whole new animal. It's a whole new beast. 
because he's he's you're expecting it to come from your left and now it's coming from your right he's throwing right into where you're throwing your punches you're right it's mm-hmm. very it's you know you know what's always fascinated me and and getting off the topic for a second about being left-handed in every mm. sport being left-handed has a distinctive advantage or disadvantage yet in hockey it means nothing no absolutely whether whether you're left-handed or right-handed now my brothers and i two of us uh shoot left-handed the other two shoot right-handed there's no rhyme or Mm -hmm. reason to it it just happened to be the first two uh my brother mike and i we just i don't know we picked up sticks and we're left-handed my two younger brothers are right-handed but again it doesn't mean anything it, it there's no it's not like okay you're going to bring it like bringing in a left-handed pitcher to you know to throw to a right-handed batter that kind of thing or a, le- a left-handed quarterback in football which just throws everybody off that that just drives people including the receivers sometimes that is that is absolutely jim zorn jim zorn yes the cool of, Jim Zorn of the late XFL. That's too bad. I'm still. I'm You're still, still mourning the loss of the XFL. I am. I would have liked to have seen it have a couple of seasons to you know get its footing, and uh, and take a shot at it. I, I think they were. I yeah. really, really believe that they were for a brand new league, an expansion league, if you will. I think they finally, they looked at the mistakes of all the other failed leagues in the past and realized, here's how we need to, here's what we need to do. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to take a while to get up and running, but here's what we had to start with. I actually liked the fact that they had their training camp all in the same place, all the teams. It saves Mm -hmm. money. It saves some traveling money. And, you know, let's get, let's get that out of the way. Uh, But yeah. (sighs) <sighs> so let's see what else do we have here I don't, I'm, I don't know if i am uh pronouncing his name uh, right or not but uh, michael chi is it pronounced I, uh from saturday night live michael che che okay yeah he's paying rent for 160 apartments in his grandma's building over her COVID-19 uh, death. Yeah, she passed away last week. Yeah. Oh, man. He, 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 does, the, he does the weekend update, the news on Saturday Night Live with Colin Jost. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the yeah. news newscast, he, he mentioned that. He didn't mention about the paying the rent thing, but that his grandmother had, had passed. So, you know, that's, that's very nice. It's uh, a lot of people. Oh, oh, uh, Here's one we almost forgot about. A Louisiana pastor wants his followers to send their stimulus checks to the church. Tony Spell, pastor of the Life Tabernacle Church in central Louisiana. Well, if this don't tell you everything you need to know, I don't even need to read the rest of the story. Just the headline alone. (laughs) Why? Why, in the midst of a pandemic... When some of these people, are, uh, you know, they, they haven't got two nickels to rub together. And you're trying to tell these people that Jesus wants you to send your money to this guy? 
I, I, I mean, this is, I just when you think these evangelists cannot go any lower, and yet they do. And the sad part about of it, sad part about it is, is that there will be some people that uh, will think that, hey, this is my express ticket to heaven. And and you know what? You know, coincidentally, you know who's got an opinion about that? Hmm. Brent. Challenges that are going around, the Tide Pod Challenge, the Ice Bucket Challenge. Even I've issued my own challenge to all you lazy millennials called the Get a Job Challenge. Not surprisingly, none of them took me up on it. But there's a new challenge that just came out. It's called the Hashtag Pastor Spell Stimulus Challenge. Featuring my spiritual advisor, Tony Spell. He wants you and me and God and everybody else to give our stimulus checks, our Trump bucks, our Donnie dollars to an evangelical church. And I couldn't agree more because these pastors are out here hurting. They weren't allowed to be open on Easter Sunday, even though all of us are washed in the blood of Christ. And there's no way we're going to get the Corona 19. They weren't allowed to be open, which is ridiculous. Everybody knows Easter Sunday's the Black Friday of churches because that's when they make the most money. Because churches are always looking for money. They're the original GoFundMe. As far as I'm concerned, all these churches could be renamed Our Lady of Perpetual GoFundMe. Church is the original Patreon. You want to get to heaven two weeks earlier, ad-free, patreon.com slash church. Only fans... Church is the original OnlyFans, and I'll tell you how it works, too, because God sends us money from above. He sends it to us, you and me, and then we send it to the pastor, and the pastor honors God by buying a a big house and a jet. It's called trickle-down blessings, and it works because it's times like these that we got to pick ourselves up and our pastor's up by the bootstraps. He's probably going to be wearing something nicer like Gucci, but you got to pick him up because he's always looking for money. He's always looking for a handout. He'd be a socialist if he wasn't so Christian, walking around acting like some kind of Bernie Sanders meme. You know, I'm once again asking you to donate your Donnie dollars to me and my church because nobody who takes advantage of people's blind faith 24 hours a day should live in poverty. And again, our opposing opinion, Brent, (laughs) I got to (laughs) say, I I saw the article about uh, this pastor, Tony Spell. And then, of course, Brent, once again, came into my life. I, I, I was equally outraged by this pastor and... Of course, I'm used by by uh, Brent, and, and it just kills me. It kills me that they're uh, that they're doing this. Uh, what else you got in your bucket? Oh, are we? Uh, has, has the uh, has the mouse decided to put him uh, on the payroll yet? By the way, we're getting close. There's there's massive uh, discussions going on, but of course, there's social distancing involved too. So. Oh man, oh, let's see what else. See, see, you he, know, sadly here, the only thing I put in my pocket this time around was a bunch of uh, COVID nineteen, and they all basically say the same thing. Uh, here's one from uh, New York Daily News. It said, 
uh, MIT researchers have uh, basically determined that cases will spike if coronavirus lockdowns are lifted too early. You know, how many time, how many places do you need to see this? Now, I'm looking at the whole thing in Florida about people going to the beaches. Again, he's reopening the beaches uh, as of yesterday, I think. And, okay, maybe not a horrible idea if you can keep, you know, 10 feet away from anybody else, but people aren't going to do that. No, no, no. Because here's the logic that'll be used on a beach. Well, it's hot. It's outside. I couldn't possibly catch it. Oh, I'll go in the water, and that should clean it off. Oh, yeah. It's the logic I would use. Yeah, that's it. What's the logic? Uh, you know, here, here's the thing. If, if it were true that uh, the weather or hot weather helps mutate uh, uh, COVID-19, I shouldn't say mutate, helps eliminate yeah, we don't want it to COVID-19. mutate. Oh, no. Yeah, no. No, exactly. My bad. It's already the undead. But, you know, how come there's cases, how come there's any cases in places like Texas, Louisiana, Florida, Mississippi, any of the southern states? If it had anything to do with the weather, those states wouldn't have any issues. If it had anything come, to do, if it had anything to do with the weather, we would have resolved it by now. Exactly. Exactly. People are just plain stupid. But what can, what can you say, Ed? Though the the fact is, there has been so much misinformation about this being spread. Yeah. Yeah. What will, what caused it? What will help mitigate it? Uh, everything. There has been so much false information. If you do not have any scientific, clinical evidence of coronavirus, you should pretty much just keep your mouth shut. Ed and I don't. For a moment, for a minute, we don't claim to know diddly about this disease. We comment, we talk about things that we've heard, we've news stories we've seen, but I don't believe a word of a, of a lot of it. Oh wait a minute! Didn't I tell you down in in the sub sub basement here at Radio TFI in the super secret? Well, used to be super secret lab. We're, uh, yeah. we're, we're delving deep into uh, something. Something. It's deep into something. You don't know what it is, but it feels kind of gooey. Yeah. Have you yeah. checked the septic system down there? You know, now that you mention it, we thought it had a distinctive odor. <laughs> I got to get back to you folks that's on what, that one. That's what people are out the show, so be yeah. careful. Yeah, it's got a distinctive odor to it. You be you. 
By the way, here's uh, here's something that'll get you get you up and running. Are you familiar with the uh, with the steakhouse Ruth Chris? Yes. Okay, they got twenty million dollars uh, of the small business money. They did. Yep. 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 Well, they why. should. That's what it'll cost to buy a steak dinner there. Have you ever eaten at Ruth Chris? I have. Actually, it's Ruth's Chris. R-U-T-H apostrophe yes. Chris is Ruth's son. That's the truth. Oh, okay. We had one. Uh, we had one in Fort Lauderdale. I I ate there twice, uh, both times on somebody else's dime. Fabulous food. Fabulous food. You can't. Everything's a la carte. I mean, you want a potato? $28. You know, it's, of course, it's been years since, since I ate there, but uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to see. I'm, I'm reading this thread. Uh, and here you've got Robert Mercer, who's a big donor from, for Trump, owes $7 billion, that's billion with a B, in back taxes. Imagine stealing $7 billion from the IRS and facing zero consequences. Uh, America has 554,000 homeless. $7 billion would get each of them a one-bedroom apartment for a full year. <sighs> yeah, could you figure? And and people mm-hmm. are going, going crazy because apparently Nancy Pelosi had a $12 ice cream in the past couple of days. Here's another one. Peachtree Hotels with 1,200 employees got the uh, got the small business money and disaster assistance loan, which is odd considering that there's a 500 employee cap on it. That's the definition of the small business of a small business for these for these loans and for this grant money. You have to have 500 or fewer employees. Well, Peachtree just got you know, Shake Shack got 10 million. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going down the list here, and it's. Uh, I remember the Inspector General who's supposed to be overlooking all this money. Trump fired. Trump fired. So. Uh, let's see. Harvard University got nine billion, nine million dollars, with forty billion in the bank. Hmm. Yep. Anyway, they needed it. I'm sure they needed it. It's uh. You know, you can't. Anyway, anyway. So under people under uh, the category of people just love to hate because she's one of damn dare Muslims. Muslims. But Elon Omar. Your favorite. Elon Omar is uh, uh, introducing a bill in the House of Representatives that would uh, cancel for the short term until this issue was over would cancel mortgage payments and uh, rents until this was resolved. Well, quite frankly, that's something that should be happening anyway, at least deferring until this is over. I mean, yeah, okay, we all got to pay our bills, but right now a lot of people don't have any income. And I look, I understand landlords, they have their bills, and they need to get their money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But... Some things just shouldn't have to be well, legis- legislated. That's all I'm saying. Well, and I'm sure that uh, our um, you know, our landlord is probably still paying a, a mortgage on this particular home. 
So I understand it have to, it would have to be just like it was it was uh, laid out there. You'd have to cancel both uh, mortgage payments and rents. Well, again, you don't have you to know, cancel. Mortgage... Just defer. Well, how are how are you going to defer something? I mean, sure. Right now, Minnesota has a anti um, eviction. Um, um, order put in by our Governor Walls, and that w- that's all good and fine, but that doesn't mean we still don't owe, uh, owe the rent. That is correct. That is correct. How the hell I, I can barely pay the pay the rent, uh, you know, on a month to month basis here. You know, now I'm going to get four months in in debt, and I'm going to have to say, well, maybe his, uh, okay, yeah, but now you have to pay me another four hundred dollars a month until it's all caught up. Well, I didn't say it was going to be easy, and look, unless unless the federal government or somebody ponies up that money, what are your options? Look, I'm fortunate in my situation. I could walk right upstairs now to my landlord and say, Sean, I'm not going to be able to pay you till this is all over. I know him. He would say, don't worry about it. We'll just pick it up when you can and just forgive it. But that's me. I'm in an isolated mm-hmm. situation here. I Again, mm-hmm. I'm fortunate. Well, I'm probably not as fortunate, but I, I'm still making enough as it stands right now to be able to cover things. Because I was able to shift a couple things around, but eventually that's going to come home to roost too. And uh, well, sure, sure. But uh, oh, there's a believe me, we haven't even taken off the first shoe, let alone have it drop. Uh, there's once this is over, and this is going to be a drawn out process because I unfortunately, oh, yes. unfortunately. I see flare-ups again. Things are going to go. Yeah. Because everybody's going to run out the door. Hey, we're free. Let's let's open up. And then boom, next thing you know, we're having a... It's starting all over again. Mm-hmm. Going to start up the hot spots again. And right, right. Absolutely just like correct. a fire. Yeah. You got to put it all out. Look, you don't let people move back in while you're still fighting the fire. No. You you make sure absolutely. Ev- you make sure the fire has been extinguished completely, and that is also why you keep fire extinguishers around. They may not be pretty to look at. They could be a, an annoyance at times, but you know what? You're going to be happy it's there when you need it. So now, what have we learned from all this? We all we're all going to have our our gloves and our masks handy. Uh, we're we're going to take steps now precautions should this ever happen again hopefully those of us that live through it you know excuse me yeah oh told you ed didn't want to get out of bed this morning he was up until three o'clock in the morning it was quite a party he was having with the walls It was keep the hair shaved uh, there. Uh, keep the hair shaved there. It was I was up all night to bed. Nah. I did it yesterday afternoon. 
I, I got to tell you, it's it's not a bad look on you. It's not, but it's not the first time I've done it. I did it a couple of months ago. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, well, it's... What like, I'm saying, that coupled that coupled with the scruff you have on your face isn't a bad look. Yeah, I've never I've never had this look before. So this is kind of new to me. And uh, uh, I was surprised. I may have to join you. I may have to join you because the, uh, you know, our barber shops aren't opening anytime soon here. And oh, right well, now, my hair, I'm, I'm starting to get... I'm starting to get uh, CPAP hair. You know, I, I wear a CPAP <laughs> right. and wrapped around my head. And right. In, in the morning now, I look like I got wings where my hair is. So well, well, that's what started happening to me about a week ago, is that my hair had now gotten long enough that I would actually have to use a brush. I didn't have to use it for long, one swipe. But I'd wake up in the morning and, of course, you know, now... And once you've shaved your head, it's it's quite a long time before a hair is long enough to be out of place, let alone a whole group of them. So, exactly. I, I, I mean, there's a lot to be said for this. And this look, you're right. And you said it earlier. You get in the shower, you rub your dome down, and, you know, I use body wash. So, I just squirt it. Everything gets done in one shot. And whether there's hair there or not. It gets soaked up. And, I uh, used to like body wash, but I just can't seem to get rinsed off well enough with that. Yeah. Excuse me. So I'm I sorry. went back, went back to my, uh, went back to my Irish Spring and a soap bar of soap and a washcloth, and I like it too. It's, uh, yeah, exactly. Although it doesn't smell as nice as it used to. It used to have a very distinct smell. A manly smell. A manly smell. Aye. Aye, laddie. Come over and... Uh, I, I do a very poor Irish. Very poor. Well, I, considering I'm... Uh, considering I'm Scots-Irish by at least half of me, you'd think I'd be able to do a little bit better, but I ain't, no. I ain't really there. No, I wouldn't believe that unless you grew up with the accent in your house. You know, then yeah, I'd be shocked no. if, you, if you couldn't. Uh I might have had I might have had it more if my father had been alive longer. I lost my father when I was nine, so right, right, and he was Scottish. He came from Scotland, but he always described himself as Scots Irish. Scots Irish, for whatever reason. Yes, I I don't know what the what the. Uh, uh, I I think Scots Irish means. Y- you're Scottish, but people can under- actually understand what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> you're- hey, hear this. Hear this for a second. This is from a tweet from Public Citizen. It says that people or citizens who could uh, lose uh, health coverage by getting fired. Canada, zero. Germany, zero. zero. Yep. Japan, zero. USA, 60 million. Yeah, yeah. Because having health insurance that's tied to your job does you absolutely no good if you've lost your job. Hmm? If this doesn't, if this doesn't make the case for single payer, then I don't know what does. I honestly don't know what does. 
I mean, we have a pandemic at our door, and I promise you people are going into emergency rooms and still being asked about their insurance. Oh, yes. And bear in mind, kids you. and kittens, uh, an emergency room uh, is obligated to stabilize your condition regardless of ability to pay. Regardless. Yeah, so, once they stabilize you, then they pretty much... Uh, they can kick you out. Kick you out on your own. Right. In uh, your I, case, though, they really didn't, did they? Well, they couldn't because I went in, uh, they intubated me and all that. So they had to keep me. They couldn't just like shut off the machines. Uh, and then the heart surgery was part of me being stabilized. They could have moved your cup, please. They could have. Oh, sorry. They wanted to keep me in the hospital four more weeks just to wait for my surgery. I, I asked a very simple question. Will you be doing anything to me here other than me resting? And they said, no. Okay, then. I'd just soon go home and not run up a bigger bill. But no, that fell into uh, my them stabilizing my condition. It wasn't. It wasn't optional for me to have the heart surgery. I had to have the heart surgery. They wanted, it was initially going to be three weeks, but as it turned out, my surgeon was going to be on vacation. So they stretched it out to four. From the time I got discharged the first time until mm-hmm. I went back in for the surgery. But that was all part and parcel of my initial care the night I went into the emergency room. And by the way, for those for those of you who have forgotten, my uh, my total bill uh, for let's see, uh, emergency room cost, ambulance cost, two weeks in a medically induced coma in the ICU, another week in the hospital, coming back a week in the hospital, uh, heart surgery, all the associated care, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, all that. $432,000 and some change. They still get a couple of quid a month from me. I will never not be in debt to Broward Health. I told them that. When, when, I mean, they they wrote off three quarters of that bill from me being indigent. What I owed them at the end of it all was $107,000. Uh-huh. You know, they get a little something every month. They send me they send me mail almost every month. I don't open it. I know what it is. We we need you to pay it off. It ain't gonna happen. I actually I lost my temper once with the person from the finance department, and because I had spoken to her in the hospital, and she kept calling and calling and calling, and I was I, I just lost it. I said, "That's right. You've caught on to my master plan." My master plan was to defraud you out of expensive surgery. Would you like me to come in so you can undo the work you've done? And I, I, I thought about what I said, and I apologized. It was wrong. It wasn't her. She's just doing her job. She wasn't. But and let me tell you, that's a lot of stress. After the surgery, I was, one day, I had a really bad day uh, emotionally. And I kept thinking, holy, this is before I knew how much it had all cost, but I knew it was going to be, and I had no insurance. And I mm-hmm. sat there, I sat there one day and I just, I just started wigging out. How am I going to pay this? How am I going to, 
you know, what happens if it happens again? I'm going to be months now without, you know, without income. It's going to take me a while to recover. You know, all this starts going through your head. And I'm sitting in a hospital room by myself. I only had one visitor. He came by one day and that was that. So I'm in there by myself. If not for the hospital personnel, I'm not talking to anybody. Uh, and, you know, it, it, thinking of nobody should have to fret the cost under these circumstances. Nobody. Well, exactly. I was by myself. But you've got people who have children who need care. And they got to worry whether or not an insurance company is going to approve. Uh, there's a great, great film about this. I had read the book first called The Rainmaker. Uh, I can't think of that. John Grisham. Matt Damon, okay. Matt Damon starred in the movie. But, and it goes right to the heart of this matter. Right to the heart of this. Of, uh, of insurance companies and people dying because of the games that are played and it's a very 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 interesting movie very it, it'll it, it'll tear your heart out so to speak and uh but we should we we shouldn't be dependent upon somebody sitting at a desk in an insurance company as to whether or not well no if the doctor says you no, need it absolutely. you need it that's it we need single payer that's it where this is proof that we need single payer. And what people don't understand is that, oh, it's going to cost us so much more money. Your taxes are going to go up so much. You know what? Yeah, your taxes might go up a little bit. I understand that. But as opposed to the money that you have to pay for, for co-pays for insurance itself, you know, what if uh, your insurance company doesn't uh, cover a certain procedure or a certain medicine? Right. You know, you, then you got to pay for that out of pocket. And you're paying. For I your, think you're still better off. You're paying for your family, say, fifteen hundred a month, or a thousand. Uh-huh. That's twelve thousand dollars a year. Would you pay mm-hmm. an extra ten thousand dollars in taxes to know you're fully covered? I don't think so. I don't think you'd pay that much. I, I understand that may not be the number, but I'm saying if you're laying out 12 now and you got to fight them on every little thing, wouldn't you rather pay 10 and not have to worry about it? And by exactly. the way, well, and if you and if you lose your job, you don't lose your, your health care. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the biggest single thing right now. Again, all these people that have insurance, health insurance, through their employer, and it's gone now. Oh, maybe they get the Cobra, but, you know, that does only last so long. Cobra is damn expensive in its own right. That is absolutely correct. I I'm, I don't want to get into it. We don't have time. I'm starting that process of going through the state of New York's marketplace. And, hey, caramba, mm-hmm. the, num- the numbers I'm seeing for a single male. It's like, man, I can just, I'll take my chances. You know, if I'm going to spend 15 grand a year, holy, holy heck. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I guess it's about that time. Thankful, I think. I'm mentally exhausted. 
So, in that case, all I'm going to say is adios. See ya!